Today is December 24th, 2020, and this is a Christmas Eve episode number 36 of Blurred Laws and Life with me, your host, Richard Bush. On today's episode of Blurred Laws and Life, I'm going to discuss a recent case in the news that, if successful, will result in me absolutely changing the focus of my law practice. The number of potential plaintiffs are unlimited. And if this case is successful, the one that I'm going to be discussing today, I will be shifting the focus of my law practice from entertainment law and intellectual property to representing solely this group of plaintiffs. So stay tuned, and we will discuss this case in the news that may result in me completely changing the focus of my practice. But before we get to a discussion of this case, I first have to take myself back into Correction Corner. In last week's episode of Blurred Laws in Life, I discussed the government's latest antitrust lawsuit against big tech, this time against Facebook. And I mentioned that I felt that it would be very difficult for the government to win this antitrust lawsuit, in which the government is going to have to prove that Facebook acquired Instagram and WhatsApp with the express purpose of killing off competition. And I also mentioned that it would be very difficult for the government to explain why they blessed the acquisition initially and now claim that it stifles competition and it's not good for consumers. I said that it'd be very difficult to put that genie back in the bottle, to unscramble the egg, to unring the bell. One thing I mentioned was that Facebook acquired Instagram for $10 billion dollars and Instagram is worth far more than that now, which shows that the value of Instagram is a direct result of being integrated with the Facebook system. Well, I made a mistake. Facebook did not acquire Instagram for $10 billion. Facebook acquired Instagram for $1 billion, which even underscores the point more. That when Facebook acquired Instagram, Instagram was nothing like it is now. So it will make it even more difficult for the government to prove that Facebook acquired Instagram with the express intent of being anti-competitive, harming consumers, and killing off competition. Now, Instagram, by all accounts, is actually more valuable than the original Facebook platform itself which is a direct result of the investment that Facebook made in Instagram and the integration of Instagram with the Facebook platform and the exposure that it had to the Facebook users. Instagram, probably if it was sold off on its own today, would fetch a price north of $100 billion, maybe even $200 billion. The exponential growth that Instagram has had will make it almost impossible, in my view, 
for the government to prove that at the time of the acquisition, the initial acquisition, when it was acquired for $1 billion, Facebook acquired Instagram with the intent of killing off competition. This being a Christmas Eve episode of Blurred Laws in Life, I find myself in a reflective mood. This may be the last episode of 2020. We may have one more, but this being Christmas Eve, I am in a reflective mood and a thankful mood about Blurred Laws in Life. 2020 has been obviously a very tumultuous year for many people. It has been a very challenging year for everybody. It has changed our way of life in a way that we may never go back to the original way of life. And of course, because of this pandemic and the fact that we were in lockdown in no small measure is the reason that I launched Blurred Laws in Life in the first place, which to me has been a highlight, of course, for 2020. We are now on episode number 36. So on this Christmas Eve episode of Blurred Laws in Life, I would just like to thank all of you for listening and I would like to thank all of my clients and friends who have appeared on Blurred Laws in Life this year including but of course not limited to my great friend Polo Dadon who's been on many times we've had a lot of fun with Polo Uh, he's been a great sport and I am very grateful and thankful that Polo has been on the show several times now Al Bell great Al Bell from Stax Records, Jan Gay, Matt Goss, Giancarlo Ciersich, CEO of Empowered Media, who um, is partners with Jillian Michaels, who also has been on the show, Brian Tyler, and Scott Schreer. And I want to give a special shout out to Scott because he has allowed us to play the great music you hear every week from his website, Free Play Music. And that has obviously been very gracious of him to let us do that and has definitely enhanced his show. So I want to thank Scott for that. He's also been on the show and talked about his life and career in the business. And um, again, very thankful to have him as both a friend and a client, along with everyone else who's been on Blurred Laws in Life. So with that said, the correction made, and my thanks out to all of my friends and guests and clients who've been on Blurred Laws in Life, let's move on now to the legal discussion in episode number 36 of Blurred Laws and Life. The lawsuit in the news this past week that may change the focus of my practice of law from intellectual property and entertainment focus is the lawsuit that was filed by Kobe Bryant's mother-in-law against her daughter for back wages for 
watching her grandchildren over the past number of years. In the lawsuit, Vanessa Bryant's mother alleges that she is owed more than $5 million, and she calculates that by saying that she is owed $96 per hour for working 12 hours a day for 18 years watching her grandchildren. She also wants the luxury car back that she was allowed to drive while Kobe was alive, and she claims that Vanessa has evicted her from this home or this apartment that she was paying for while Kobe was alive. In response, Vanessa Bryant alleges that her mother was trying to extort a financial windfall from her family and that she and Kobe, for nearly 20 years, had supported her mother financially, allowing her to live in one of the properties near their home free of charge. And instead of working as a personal assistant and nanny for Vanessa Bryant and for Kobe, Vanessa Bryant states that her mother was a, quote, grandmother who was supported by me and her son-in-law at Vanessa's request. And in reality, she only occasionally babysat the older children when they were toddlers, end quote. Vanessa says that she was a stay-at-home mom to her daughters and that she and Kobe took care of them and that there was no nanny or personal assistant involved. Vanessa said that even after her mother went public and gave an interview disparaging her and saying that she was not mourning Kobe the way she should and that she was out and about and not being with her children, Vanessa said that she was still willing to provide her mother monthly support for the rest of her life, but that was not good enough, that she instead contacted her through intermediaries and demanded $5 million, a house, and a Mercedes SUV. Vanessa added that her mother simply wants to live off of her for the rest of her life while still collecting alimony from a 2004 divorce from her father. Lastly, she says that Kobe never promised her anything and would be very disappointed in her behavior. Of course, I think this lawsuit is absurd and is silly. But if it is successful and a grandmother can sue her daughter and son-in-law for watching her grandchildren and seek back wages at $96 per hour, the number of plaintiffs, the number of grandma plaintiffs would be unlimited. What a practice that would be. A grandmother class action against all of their children in the world. There would be millions of plaintiffs possible. Lawyers would be salivating. And why stop at grandmothers? Grandpas, why can't grandpas sue too? For all the time they spend watching their grandchildren. And then why stop there? Perhaps mothers can sue their own children for having to spend time watching them. This is truly an absurd lawsuit that has been filed. I am surprised that any lawyer would take this case on. But I will say again, if by some chance this is successful and this grandma gets $96 per hour 
for all the time she spent babysitting her grandchildren and a house and a Mercedes SUV on top of that, then the lawyers in this country will come out of the woodwork and we will see grandma lawsuits and I will change my practice from entertainment and intellectual property litigation to a practice focused solely on representing grandmas. I wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year. And I also want to thank, by the way, the producers of this show, Jordan Winters and Miles Davis, who have worked hard to make Blurred Laws a success, who put this show together every week and who are incredible at their jobs and incredible at what they do. Miles knows the free play music catalog like the back of his hand at this point, and he's the one that selects the music that plays between the segments on Blurred Laws in Life every week. They are just great guys and um, very happy to know them and, and very happy to work with them. So once again, a happy new year to everybody. I hope 2021 is a great year for all of you. I hope you've made it through 2020 without too much pain and have survived this pandemic and the lockdown. And I hope Blur Laws in Life has been something you've enjoyed and hopefully puts a smile on your face from time to time every week. And I hope it's been a learning experience and has been an educational experience as well. So take care for now and see you next time on Blurred Laws and Life. Mm-hmm.